Hey everyone, this is Megan Stewart, the founder and executive director of PCOS Awareness Association, and you are listening to the Teal Talk podcast, the show that is dedicated to polycystic ovarian syndrome and brings together information, resources, support, and more from experts, influencers, and the PCOS community. Our hope is that Teal Talk brings you insight, empowerment, and the support you need to be your own advocate. We hope you enjoy. My name is Aaliyah Choi. I am one of the board leadership members, and I also run the ambassador program as well. Today, we have Dr. Bab, who is one of our top-tier gynecologists, who's going to tell us a little bit about PCOS from his perspective and really kind of break some of the barriers that we kind of you know, the little stuff, the little stiff that we get usually with all the Instagram ads and everything. He's going to really get down to the rawness of it. And so that way he can, you know, let our listeners, you know, move forward with the best clear conscience and stuff. So starting off, Dr. Bab, can you tell us about yourself, about your business and your profession? Sure. So I am a a board certified gynecologist. I currently practice in Oklahoma in northeastern Oklahoma in a a small town called Bartlesville, but I'm actually opening my own practice in October in Tulsa. That's where I'm from. Yeah. So my practice is really focused on sexual medicine, hormone therapy, and vulvovaginal disorders. So kind of more, you know, narrow spectrum, mm-hmm. if you will, although there's so much in there that it is, right. you know, often either undiagnosed or no one wants to talk about. And, and there's so much misinformation out there. So that's really why I've kind of dedicated my life to providing a proper education, really talking about these things, making sure that, you know, patients out there can get the best care and most evidence-based care, because we know there's a lot of craziness that people are are saying, (laughs) right? you know, out there. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you, Dr. Bab. We really appreciate it. It's really hard to find top-tier quality, you know, gynecologists in this field that actually, you know, care about the patient's well-being outside of the metformin and the go-home-and-get-lose-weight kind of ideology. So tell me, what is a common myth you hear about PCOS from the medical profession? and patient. Sure. I think the biggest thing that's crazy with PCOS is that there's this stereotype about the patient that comes in with PCOS has to look a certain way. You know, they often have to be overweight and have, you know, tons of facial hair and have, you know, or be like balding. And they've been trying to conceive for so many years and they just can't get pregnant. But I mean, and that is just like one tiny fraction of the number of patients out there that have PCOS. You're right. Oh, wow. And that is absolutely true. The stereotypical behavior behind it. I have Mm -hmm. a lot friends who are smaller than me and they're like I have PCOS but they're like well you're skinny so you're okay and I'm just like right no No." so that's really interesting so moving on what is the biggest challenging you know challenges you're facing in your role business project right now and how are you tackling it 
I think honestly, like, especially in, in where I am in, in the country, you know, there is a lot of misinformation about this. And so I have patients that are doing lots of their own research and they're going into their different providers and they're saying, hey, I've looked up, you know, this, or I've looked at, you know, this type of therapy. What do you think? And it's, it's just the same old, nope, here's birth control or here's metformin, like you were saying, and, right. and that's it. And if you're not trying to get pregnant, well, then what are you really worried about? You know? And so the biggest thing that I'm facing is when I see these patients as, you know, second or third or fourth opinions coming in, these, you know, patients who have been to other providers is really like trying to, you know, make sure they feel that their concerns are justified and that, you know, hey, you've done research, like this is important stuff. Like let's work together and try and break down that kind of patient physician barrier that right. these other previous, you know, providers have, have built up and, and, and so kind of reinstill that trust mm-hmm. in, in their provider. Right. And I absolutely agree. That is something that's very important. And it's just like the discrimination across women mm-hmm. is like, oh, if you're a stay-at-home mom, you're here for attention or, oh, you're this. And right. Here just to get medicine out of me. You're not here because your life is really depending on it. It's at risk. Yeah. So I completely understand. I'm on the the patient end. So I understand Mm -hmm. 100%. So, I mean, it's just crazy to hear it from a professional's perspective because it's like usually they kind of gatekeep a little bit. And it's kind of... It's kind of like we're trying to get into the secret society of these. You, know. <laughs> you got the handshake? Do you have the handshake down? Right. You got to do that. You know the password? Do you know the code? So, right. <laughs> so with that, it says, what is the most important thing you have learned about PCOS over your career? I think the most important thing, honestly, like thinking back to it, is that there is so much more to the condition than just fertility. I mean, like when you think about people who have PCOS, whether they're teenagers in their 20s, whether they're whatever age they are, their health is so affected by this condition. And yes, pregnancy is is important. And no one no one's going to say that pregnancy isn't like, you know, an important thing to look at. Mm -hmm. But there's so much more to that. And Mm -hmm. in the entire lifespan of a patient, whether they're pregnant or not, is really only a, a fraction of it. But you have that entire time outside of, of pregnancy to really influence their health in either a positive or a negative way, Correct. depending on what you do. Correct. Completely agree with that. So moving with that notion, what is one thing about PCOS that almost no one agrees with you about? I think the thing that I've encountered the most is really looking at the role of, of insulin in things. You know, I mean, now everyone jumps right. to metformin. But the thing is, like, if you're not testing patients for insulin resistance Mm -hmm. and you just kind of knee jerk throwing them on metformin, then you're giving them unnecessary medication that may have a lot of issues, a lot of side effects. So, you know, I'm a huge proponent of checking to, first of all, see if these patients even have insulin resistance. So doing a fasting insulin and a postprandial or like a post, you know, eating or drinking insulin, not just blood sugar, but legitimately looking at those insulin levels. Okay. And that tells you not only about kind of from things from a PCOS standpoint, but also our, what's the risk of developing mm-hmm. metabolic syndrome later, later right. in life? How is their cholesterol going right. to be affected? Kind of all those other things. Just yeah. see, that's like a lot of mind blown here. It's like, boosh. 
see, the more you know, you know, for me, they always yeah. did blood sugar check and it's just kind of like, ah, here's a met for me. You're fine. So I have a yeah. couple more to follow up with, you know, overall, what made you realize that this was something you should go and do like as a career wise? <laughs> <laughs> sure. So it's a funny story. So, so my dad was an OBGYN. And he was like, never, never go into medicine. And if you do, definitely don't become an OBGYN. So this is my like, F you, dad. I do what I want. You know, rebellion here. I was like, you can't tell me not to go to med school. And, but, you know, he was mostly an obstetrician. And, you know, he is a fantastic obstetrician. And I started my career doing a lot of, of delivering babies and really looking at that. But the more I started asking questions about this and the more I started really, you know, listening to patients when they have their concerns, the more I realized that, you know, so many people are, are being unheard or they're feeling like they're their, you know, health is not really important. And my wife has some really kind of interesting health things that she has to deal with. And so we've been to doctor's appointments together and she has suffered that like, you know, kind of gaslighting or that's all in your head or whatever. And so I really vowed to make sure that any patient, any person that I came in contact with would not feel that way, that they would feel that their concerns are justified, that I would give them that attention that like, hey, this, it it doesn't like, even if let's just say hypothetically, this Mm -hmm. was just all made up in your head, that's still important to you. That's your reality. Right. You know, like, who am I to say what your reality is, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. And so like, it, it behooves me. That's part of that Hippocratic Mm -hmm. oath that I took. To be like, hey, I want to make sure you are doing your best in your reality. Right. And hats off to you. I I, Now I'm convinced I need to fly to Oklahoma to come see you. (laughs) Well, do virtual (laughs) visits. Do that. (laughs) Go get me a flight somewhere. I'm coming to you, okay? Because... That's what we need. And definitely for the fact is we wish that translated across a lot of providers, especially military. Right. It's definitely looked oh, at yeah. in the military. So it's definitely frustrating, but it's refreshing at the same time to hear, you know, someone of your stature to care on that level and really look beyond just a paycheck. You're looking beyond for longevity of other people's lives because most of these women are someone's mom, sister, cousin. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I would hate for them to have their lives cut short because of not being listened to and not being cared for. So hats off to you. It's very commendable. And I'm very honored to be able to interview you and talk with you because it's like it gives me hope. It gives me hope. And I'm sure all of our listeners feel like they have hope now. So following up with our last couple of questions, you know, what is one question you wish I'd ask you and how would you answered it. Yeah, I was when you when I got the question list, I was like, what am I going to say about this one here? I think, you know, it's really interesting looking at, you know, I've been very blessed on social media to have people from around the world reach out and ask about things. And, you know, like I know, obviously, PCOS in Oklahoma. And to an extent, I know PCOS in the United States. And I mean, I know the condition and all those things. But the way that people experience healthcare in other parts of the of the country, what I would really like to know about, honestly, mm-hmm. is let's say someone who's in, you know, like Morocco 
what is their experience with being diagnosed with PCOS or someone in, you know, Finland or whatever, like, you know, because there's got to be, I mean, our healthcare systems are all very different. Correct. You know, mm-hmm. and so how can we, you know, glean what is a good thing from this system and a good thing from that one and put that together for the betterment of the patient? So, you know, I guess that would be, you know, my, my question would be like, you know, what is your most thing you would like to know about? <laughs> you know, that's, and that's what it would be. So. That's a very, you know, important question, you know, on our ambassador program, you know, we try to get those people from different countries to help av- help them advocate for themselves because it, you're right, it's completely different. A lot of women don't even have half of the resources that we have here. Right, right. So it's unfortunate. And I think that's why it became one of our goals to really try to get globally and really get out there. So following up with that, what was, what would you like our nonprofit or nonprofits in general who advocate for PCOS, what would you like mm-hmm. us to push out there? What's the narrative that you want us to make sure we're cleaning and being careful with? And, you know, what, what is more that you want to see from us to help your men? What I would love to see is just, you know, accessibility for, for patients with this, you know, because obviously mm-hmm. we know, I mean, you know, insurance here in the U S pays right. squat for that. And so many people will go in and they'll have these huge deductibles. And if they have commercial health insurance and then, you know, they can't get the proper care that they need. And like, you know, we talked about kind of the metformin thing. I mean, there's so many better drugs out there than metformin. If you have insulin resistance, right. like why, if I know that this will help, like, why am I stuck using metformin? You know, Correct. like, so kind of going with, uh, you know, getting that kind of lobbying to the FDA and all those other things so that people can get this type of care they need. So. Okay. Absolutely. We'll make sure we add it on our list. That's something we tackle with. <laughs> to go ahead with it, you know, it's a lot going on right now in this world. So we are. Oh, yes. One stride at a time to make sure we That's get right. that stability because you're absolutely right. So following up with my last question, where can our listeners find you online? Sure. So my current webpage is just corybab.com. And that's, like I said, it, once I, when my clinic opens in October, I'm launching an entirely new website. And so that will be havencenter.com. So it's the Haven Center for Sexual Medicine and Vulvovaginal Disorders is the name of the clinic. And that will be in Tulsa. And so, but that's for, for that. And then I'm on Instagram at doctor.coreybab and then on Facebook at Dr. Corey Bab, and then YouTube. I'm also a Dr. Corey Bab. I think too, very creative. You know, right. I said, I love I'm going to really go out, go out on a limb here and just put my name out there. But yeah. I love it. Well, you hear that folks, you can find them on all most of the platforms. We'll have your information in our show notes and of course, all over our platforms, but we appreciate your time and your positivity and your forthcoming, especially being a male gynecologist. It means a lot to us women to know that the opposite sex do care, you know, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate you and you have just been phenomenal. So thank you for taking it. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's been great. You all have a wonderful (laughs) evening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Teal Talk. We would like to thank our special guests and our corporate sponsors, Milan Laser and Lujan Labs of Cornell University. For more information about polycystic ovarian syndrome, 
and PCOS Awareness Association, please visit www.pcosaa.org. If you would like to be featured in or sponsor a Teal Talk episode, please email us at office at pcosaa.org. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to tune into the next episode of Teal Talk and have a wonderful day.